Hello everybody, my name is Jessica Wilson, but you can just call me Jess. I am going to be your host at Niagara 411 Live today, which I am very excited about. I'm just sitting here at Fiddler's Poorhouse, enjoying my favorite drink, Cosmopolitan, just like Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City. I am a singer, songwriter, triple threat performer, actor from Niagara. I have some really great friends of mine in the music industry coming on today, and I'm so excited to introduce you to them. So, let's get started. Hello everybody, thank you for joining me on Niagara 411 Live today. Obviously I am not Lee, I am filling in for him today. Uh, I'm Jess and I am going to be doing the show today. So thank you so much for having me everybody and thanks Kevin for having me here as well. We have some really great guests on today. Um, my friend Nathaniel Judah from Shaw. We have Tanya Hagenberg coming on from Performance on Point. And we have my good friend, duo partner, and cousin Lucas Spinoza coming on to talk about Black Sheep Coffee Roasters. Um, but first, a lot of you probably don't know who I am. So we're just going to talk about who this strange blonde girl is doing the show today. And uh, please get involved in the comments if you want to you know, make a comment or have a question or if you want to come on too, uh, let us know. We love when people get involved and that what makes for a, an infectiously fun show. So it's going to be it's going to be good today. Awesome. Now, all right, Jess, let's uh, let's tell people all about Jess Wilson or Jessica Wilson. You kind of go by both, right? I do go by both. You know what? You guys can call me Jess today. It's fine. Jessica's my professional name. It feels like I'm in trouble when people say it, but I am a Jess through and through. Um, but yeah, I've been on the show a couple times, so it's interesting that I'm on the other end of it today. Yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel good. I feel very well lit and very well taken I care of. I think this is more of your comfort zone, right? In yes. front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. I mean, this goes back a long way. I think I first read an article about Jessica Wilson, the young singer-songwriter uh, from Welland, I think, right? When you were yes. probably around 13, 14 years old. Probably 14, 15, yeah. Yeah, and you had a little bit of success with a song in uh, in the United States, I know. And then tell yep. us a little bit about what, what brought us to, to Jess Wilson sitting here right now. Yeah, oh my gosh. I feel so old. It's like... 12 years ago now but basically I started doing theater at a really young age and then um, started writing pop songs I had really big success with the Ryan Seacrest uh, cover contest when I had entered a song there and then that kind of blew up in the states um, and then I just gigged around the region sang with Serena Ryder um, had some radio success there and then went to school for music theater performance and now I'm doing a stage career full-time except today I'm spending it with you fine folk, so thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> stage theater stuff, that's really where you get to flex all yeah. of Jess Wilson's muscles, right? Because, I mean, you're not just an actress, you're not just a singer, you're not just a great person, you're all those things. So, and I mean, you just got back from Newfoundland, right? Tell I people did. about, I'll bring up some pictures here because you got to play Dolly Parton. Yes, I did, which is like the best role in the world. Um, I just landed about a week ago from Stephenville, Newfoundland. I was there with the Stephenville Theater Festival and we were doing nine to five, the musical. Oh, yep, there she is. And that's me as Miss Dolly Parton, Dorley Rhodes in the movie and the show. And that's my uh, co-star Clifford 
He's amazing. He was playing Mr. Hart, but it was a wonderful summer. Newfies are like the most kind human beings you will ever meet in your life. Um, Newfoundland has the best seafood I've ever had, and I got screeched in, which was really great. If you've ever been to Newfoundland or you've been from away, you know they do the ceremony where you kiss the fish and you get screeched in. So it was a really great summer, and honestly, just being able to play a role like Dolly Parton is incredible. And I'm so thankful after being out of theater for two years, got to return to the stage. And uh, we did a show called Disenchanted 2, um, where I got to play The Little Mermaid, but uh, as an adult version. So there she is, living her country western dreams. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not The Little Mermaid as I remember, Ariel. No, what's, that's what's a more, more fun Ariel right there. So what's going on? I've never heard of this stage show. Yeah, so it's called Disenchanted, and uh, it's basically about all of the Disney princesses. Um, kind of rebelling against what's expected <laughs> from them um, in society, which is really fun. It is an adults-only show, or you know, it's encouraged. We had some kids come, and that was an interesting experience. But it was a really great female-centered, female-led show. And as you can see from that picture, we're really just living our best lives. There's Rapunzel. We have Tiana. We have Sleeping Beauty. Cinderella's in the front. There's me as Ariel. Look at that lime green coat. And there's uh, Mulan, and then we have Snow White in the back. Um, really great cast of really talented folks. A lot from Toronto, but some locals as well. Um, so really great summer. So I'm back now, and I'm enjoying the sunshine here. Now, where the hell was this? <laughs> I mean, when people talk about uh, Newfoundland, right? You talk about... Um, sorry, I just... Uh, no, everybody thinks St. John's, yep. Yeah, everybody thinks St. John's. So here, let me just put in Newfoundland, and then you yeah. can try and uh, Uh-oh, we're going to test my geography? All right. All right, so here we go all the way out there. There's So there's the rock. There's the rock. Okay, so St. John's, as you can see, is on the far right side. Stephenville is about 11 hours from St. John's. So if you go down, all the way down to the left, yeah, to the left a little bit, yeah, a little bit more. There's placenta. There you go. It's around there somewhere, I think. Oh my yeah. gosh. Now, I actually have a family here from Placentia. Uh, do you? Yeah, which is right there. Actually, not family, friends. Oh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, hi to uh, Ray and everybody in oh. his family. He just went back uh, this summer as well for the first time in like 20 or 30 years, and I never knew that. So, from Placentia, Newfoundland. It's a beautiful and province. You were, what is the place called? Steven? Stephenville, but with a PH, like Stefan. Oh gosh. I know. Yep. Uh, population of I think about 6,000 but we had really really sold out shows and everybody was so supportive I felt like a little mini celebrity walking around there it's like a great harbor there it is gorgeous yeah it used to be a military base um, and it's close to Gander when people ask where it's it's about an hour and a half from Gander and it's about an hour from Deer Lake and Corner Brook um, was I off oh I was really off on my geography not bad not bad not too shabby I'm a performer, not a geography major, so uh, I'm sure people in the comments will now, be... Now, did you, did you make it out that. to Black Duck? We didn't. No. Have you been? <laughs> no, it's just a hilarious name it? for a town. Black Duck. Yeah. I mean, they have all these little tiny towns, beautiful beaches, rock beaches. Spent my whole summer. We, I'd play Dolly Parton, and then I'd get to go on a beach and uh, have a beach fire with all amazing, amazing actors. It was so great to be back after the pandemic. So, so awesome. That is, uh, that's pretty, pretty cool, Jess. Um, 
So Newfoundland, where do you think um, you're going to go next? I mean, are you looking? You've done some. You've done some TV in the past. I have. I know that. Um, yes. You've done some, and, and nowadays TV is kind of ambiguous. A lot of the stuff you do is probably for uh, digital channels, streaming and things sites. Like that. Yes. Um, what have I? What have you done there? Like, like run down a bit of your resume. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because I'm sure anybody watching the show probably knows me as a singer, but uh, my heart lies with theater and film and television acting, and that's kind of where I got my start. Um, right now it's pilot season. It's what the industry calls pilot season. So any new shows that are coming up in the next year, this is when they cast them. And then they film them through the fall and the winter and then they come out in you know spring and summer. So right now I'm loaded with pilot auditions, hopefully booking something soon. I have two wonderful, wonderful agents and they are wonderful uh, at their job. So you know, even today I'm driving back to Toronto after this. I have an audition um, tonight. I can't reveal for what, but it is a, a pilot for a, a major streaming service. and. Uh, I mean, I'm just really lucky to be back and, and doing what I do. I would love to book a contract like Vancouver, Calgary area, like anywhere on that side of the of the country. I've never been out there. Um, but honestly, I'll take what I can get. And right now I'm here living my best life with I my know. Cosmo. And I would love, Jess, we talked about this. I would love if this was like a semi-permanent gig for you. But I, I know I, I spoke to you there the other day and I'm like, your talent's so big that somebody's going to bring you. You say like, oh. yeah, Vancouver, Calgary, you're already in Newfoundland. I mean... It's probably just a week or two away before you land your, well, your next so. gig and you're flying off to somewhere else. Um, what, what does that say about Niagara? I think it's just, it is what it is. You know, they used to talk about um, Canadian talent, how we had to go south of the border to be successful. Yep. Uh, in Niagara, of course, we want to hold on and keep our talent here as much as we can. But for somebody that's in a talent industry, is that even really possible? Can you succeed residing in Niagara? You know, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I did for many years. I think it's very possible to, to live and work locally. We have wonderful theater companies here, um, like the Foster Festival and Carousel Theater. We have obviously the Shaw Festival, which we will get to later in the show because I have a friend coming on who's there right now. Um, I think it's possible. I think the Niagara region is so filled with so many talented people and you don't necessarily have to be, I think, in Toronto to make that work if you're willing to put in the work here spent many years commuting at 5, 6 a.m. to go to auditions in Toronto. Um, I live there now, which is uh, convenient and expensive. Um, but I think it's possible. I think I think the Niagara region's really up and coming with their arts. Well, let me ask you. I mean, you know, I, I, trust me, this is the only time I want to bring up the, the pandemic word. But the <laughs> pandemic changed a lot of things. And we were talking to uh, Ace, who's just a hulk of a man that yes. works, works here at Fiddlers. Yeah. And he also dabbles in a lot of acting. And for him, he was saying, you know what? The pandemic let me do a lot of my auditions remotely, so I just kind yep. of send in a tape. You're going to Toronto for an audition. How do you find that balance? I mean, there's always the option to do the tape or to go in person. Um, I always like to go in person if I can, but a lot of casting companies now are asking for tapes, and it is much easier for a casting company to go through. I mean, they're probably seeing anywhere from 500 to 4,000 people for a role, depending on how large scale the project is. And it's so much easier for them to watch the tapes than have all of those people come in, rent out a building, do stuff in person. So I think over the next four or five years, we're going to see a lot of stuff be done virtually, including streaming of plays and musicals. And we have to compete with Netflix and Crave and all of these things. And there has to be a way that we bring live theater to it's, your homes. You know what? It's funny that you've mentioned that because, you know, I own WeStream. I co-own WeStream yep. with Brandon Scram. It's a streaming service. And people have asked us about theater companies. And we actually approached a couple of theater companies. And, and this is pre-pandemic as well. And it's interesting as technology advances so quickly that the laws that govern us haven't haven't moved as quickly. So, for example, when you get these theater companies, if you're all of a sudden going to stream their play, 
what you have to pay the actors, like oh, doubles, it's triples. It's, yes. it's crazy. And the paperwork and everything involved with it. So are you telling me that there's a bit of a light on the horizon that that hurdle's not going to be so substantial? Well, I mean, I can't speak for, you know, the CAEA, like the Canada's Act- Actors' Equity Association or anything like that. And, you know, I think it's an important that you do pay your actors if you are streaming because you are going to a broader audience for sure. I am so for that, obviously. Um, but I think it's something that, you know, needs to be considered in the next couple of years because not only because of COVID reasons or whatever, but just accessibility reasons. Sometimes people can't make it to a theater, even if there are accessible, you know, theaters for people or what they do. Um, now they do shows where they'll like have the lights up, but it'll be like for people with sensory, you know, sensory disabilities and stuff like that. And that's really important. But I think the future is bringing theater into people's homes. Not everybody can go out on a Monday, Tuesday, Saturday night even and go see a theater show. It's just not possible and that's not fair that they don't get to see that. So I think, I think, it, I think if I was in charge, it would be in the homes. But, you know, there's so many logistics with that with directors and choreographers and paying your actors. And there's a way to do it. And that's what I think. I think the way that uh, it's all scripted right now and all the contracts is, you know, the definition of broadcast is the CBC is here. Yes. And we're making millions of dollars off that. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there's a bit of a disparity between, well, I can't afford to pay the people the CBC rates. Right. But you're right. For accessibility reasons, I've even shopped around the idea of, you know, getting together seniors' homes. And putting on oh. acts and streaming it in a bit of a closed circuit because for exactly what you're saying, it's it's hard to get everybody on the bus and down to the theater yes. and, and seated and what have you. It's a lot easier to just stream to an empty theater and hey, everybody can come down to the common room and, and watch it there. Totally fair. I mean, the actors still need to be there. They still need to prep for that show, right? So, it, it, I mean, that's where it gets complicated. Um, even for Dolly, like my prep for Dolly Parton was four or five hours getting in wig prep and doing everything to get ready for Dolly and if you're paying if you're streaming a show an actor still needs to do that so I get I get both sides of it but I think there's a happy medium that's what I think yeah and I don't know what it is I but if you figure it out let me know yeah. contact me <laughs> I'll pass it on to the right people <laughs> no, but I, I hope that they're working it out the unions and the guilds and everybody for that's, sure. everybody that's involved because I said I think the the language of the law just means change to understand that there's kind of micro broadcasting now yes and it's not just yeah. the cbc's here or we're selling it to a streaming service it's no local theater productions that just want to make themselves available of to course. a broader audience and I, I don't think it's every play like let's say you did a run right you just did your run in newfoundland how many shows was that we did uh nine shows of nine to five and 10 shows of Disenchanted and then there were two other shows that I wasn't in that they did as well we had a COVID outbreak when we were there so we uh, cancelled some shows but I think yeah around the, in the double digits right so if you're doing 19 shows or 9 of one 10 of another I'm yeah. talking about just making one of them available yeah no 100% yeah, I agree don't do them all yeah. don't do them all no it's really cool um, you are gigging this weekend and just I so you am. know we're just getting um, we're just getting Nathaniel all set up here Amazing. so we should get to him in a couple of minutes perfect uh, but you you said you're going to Toronto tonight but you're back tomorrow yes I am so I am uh, I actually I'm back tonight believe it or not don't oh, ask me how I'm gonna do that but somehow uh, I'm going to be at Pilatary Wineries tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. they have a restaurant there called Barrelhead it's run by Mike Zapatelli it is phenomenal some of the best wood oven pizza I've ever had in my life um, and I've been to Naples and I texted him when I was in Italy and I said your pizza is better than what I'm eating in Italy right now so if you guys have a night off tonight 6 to 9 p.m. Pilatari and tomorrow I'm at Ravine Vineyards from 1 to 3 p.m. perfect way to spend your Friday before the kids go back and uh, Labor Day weekend and then I have two weeks off and I'm gonna go sit by my pool and I'm gonna unpack because I haven't done that from Newfoundland yet and um, so if you if you have the chance 
feel free to come out and listen to some live music because we all know that we need it. It's been gone for a very long time and we are back and better than ever. Now, awesome. tell me this, Jess. Um, I've seen you perform a couple of times just by circumstance more than anything, like stumble in and go, oh, Jess Wilson's here. That's awesome. Um, what do you like to play? Is there one <laughs> or two songs that you're like, that's the one. I look forward to singing that every single time. I don't care who doesn't like it. I'm singing that song. Yes. I love Angel from Montgomery by Bonnie Raitt. I love that song. And I love playing my own music, which is great, too. And honestly... The newer music, like the Harry Styles Dua Lipa stuff, is very funky. It's very fun to mix out with other stuff. I, I do a little bit of everything, but anything that gets people clapping or dancing, um, I get some obscure requests sometimes of stuff that I've never heard of, which says a lot because I've been doing this for over 10 years now. Um, but for the most part, people love the top 40, and I love playing the top 40. Harry Styles, Dua Lipa, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Olivia Rodrigo, all that good stuff. Now, I, honestly, I love all that. I'm an absolute pop junkie. <laughs> uh, Dua Lipa saw her probably five, six years ago. She opened for Maroon 5. Oh, no way. And we really didn't know who she was. You know, we Googled her, looked at her Wikipedia page. Didn't right. have anything on the radio at the time. Right. And now, hey, feather in my cap, because my wife and I could say, oh, yeah, we've seen Dua Lipa. And now she's headlining Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it is. It is pretty insane to see the rise. And that's why you always pay attention to the opening acts. Yes, yes. The opening acts are always the best part. Yeah, always don't, the best don't part. sleep on the opening acts. Get yep. there in time and, and give them their due, because down the road they're going to blow up and you'll, yes. you'll say yeah you know what I remember I remember seeing them when they were just when they were just this I remember seeing Jess Wilson at, at Fiddler's Poorhouse when she was just <laughs> you know she was just emerging onto the Canadian theater scene something something like that something like that I hope so check in with me in five years we'll see now I want to get to Nathaniel in, yes. in just a second at the Shaw Festival find out what's happening there yes. talented guy a lot of people the Shaw's right in our backyard they don't necessarily know what's going on um, but I want to ask you I made this declaration on the weekend heard way too much uh, Florida Georgia line <laughs> and I've determined that Florida Georgia line is the nickelback of country music that's hilarious yeah I'll give you that think about it it's pretty much the same song is the that the lyrics band? are empty is it uh, roll my windows down and yes. cruise yeah that's definitely the nickelback of Canada yeah it's a nickelback of country or music. country music yes. yeah that's the nickelback we just keep pumping out the same song and they seem to love it wow I don't do I, any I, do like that song. I don't do any Florida Georgia line so Good maybe I should add that. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to uh, the Shaw Festival. Okay, amazing. So with me today, I have one of my best friends. His name is Nathaniel Judah. He is so talented. He is currently, oh, there he is. Hello, Nathaniel. Um, Nathaniel is currently working at the Shaw Festival, um, recently graduated, and you're kind of taking the Canadian theater seen by storm so i'm so hey. glad that you made time on your busy schedule i know you have a matinee today correct yes yes what, Very soon. <laughs> what show do you have a matinee of today the doctor's dilemma the which doctor's is my yeah that's my easier show so i'm chilling about it right now okay so tell us a little bit about the two shows you're in two shows at shaw right now right so tell us a little yes. bit about the shows you're doing at shaw and uh give us a little bit of a description of them without giving away anything if you can <laughs> okay um okay the doctor's dilemma is one of shaw's older plays yes. but um our director diana donnelly this year you know she decided why do you know shaw likes to be new shaw has like a quote about always wanting to be like on top of stuff so this year we did a contemporary version 
version of the doctor's dilemma so it's actually set in 2022 and I love that because I think with younger audiences, you need to do that, right? These under Absolutely. younger audiences that are coming in, you need to appeal to that demographic. And I love that Shaw is doing this. Shaw is one of the first theater companies to be doing this. And I am a huge fan of that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very interesting take on the show. And people have been very receptive to it, which is good, I think. Awesome. And Gem of the Ocean is written by August Wilson, and it's actually the Canadian premiere of this play. Oh my so gosh. it's a pretty big deal, yeah. That's a big deal. Congratulations. So when did you when did you start rehearsals for Shaw? I started May second. And you guys run until when? When do your shows run? So Doctor's Dilemma runs until October eighth. Okay. And Gem of the Ocean runs until October 9th. Amazing. And are you enjoying your time in Niagara? I am. You know, Niagara-on-the-Lake is beautiful and it's always lively and bustling with people like any given day. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so glad that you made time because uh, for those of you who don't know, um, the way Shaw Festival works is there's basically a show every single day and you go back between both shows because you're working in rep, correct? Yes. So when I say working in rep, for those of you watching, if you don't know what that means, it means that a company will put on multiple shows at once and actors will be cast in multiple shows at once. So Nathaniel might be doing Gem one day and then Doctor's Dilemma another, which is kind of crazy to think about as an actor, as somebody who just finished rep. Like, how do you balance that all, Nathaniel? Like, how do you go from one show and then the next day you're doing a completely separate role? Like, how do you prepare for oh, that? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's actually very interesting because The Doctor's Dilemma is kind of like a a big comedy slash tragedy show, but more so comedy. And Gem of the Ocean is like a heavy, heavy drama. Right. So um, you really kind of have to like smack yourself out of it, whether you're going from the comedy or to the drama or to the drama to the comedy, because it's hard to like, you can't have the same energy for the shows, right? So it's always interesting. You know, you get a, a good a good little break, usually about two hours in between. Um, so it's easy to go back and kind of wash off the last show and prepare for your next one kind of deal. Right, which is kind of insane to think about because you're working yeah. full days. And I just, I mean, like, I, I'm sitting here saying, I can't believe you did it, but we have to, as actors, we have to do it because Rep Company, is they are the future of yeah absolutely um so i don't want to talk about you know the pandemic too much but what have you noticed has changed the most in either the rehearsal process or um actual shows or audiences since you know the last two years like Mm. what has been the most like shocking change or something that you're you like or you don't like um that's a good question i would say that it's it's clear that there's still a lot of people who aren't comfortable Right. with attending live theater, which is understandable. We still get um, good, big audiences, but not as much as you know we usually would right. in the theater world. And the rehearsal process has definitely been different. Um, at the Shaw Festival, we have kind of been going from, there was a point, there was a point where masks were like optional, right. but that was very short lived. Right. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's, as, hard. it's yeah, hard. It's when hard when you're blocking it's a really scene. Hard. Yeah. So, right now, I think masks are still optional for audience members 
coming into the Shaw Festival, but all of the employees masks 100%, just to keep us, you know, safe and rolling as much as possible. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting to see the kind of like the culture shock between what was happening in 2019 and now what's happening in 2022. Yeah. And I don't think it's permanent, but it is, it's amazing how all of these artistic directors and, you know, company members are dealing with having to wear a mask. You're like, if you're filming, or if you're, if, I mean, if you're filming or you're rehearsing like an intimacy scene, it's like there's a mask mm-hmm. and there's like rapid tests, which is great. And we're just thankful to be working. So we have no problem with it. But um, it is, there's a lot of work that goes into keeping the cast members safe, but also the For audience sure. is safe. Yes. Yes. So if you could tell, you know, local audience members or even people that may be watching from out of town, like if you could tell them one piece of advice coming to Shaw Festival, if you could say one thing to get them to come see the shows, what would that be? Mm. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're great shows. Um, I think this season at the Shaw Festival, um, they're definitely branching out and mm-hmm. doing more so than just Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually say there's more in the season that's not Shaw than there is Shaw. So we have some contemporary pieces as well, which is you know new for the festival. And I think that's definitely um, pointed at bringing some new people in, you know, because not everyone wants to see period pieces and things right. like that so um we definitely branched out there's another show called everybody that's in the studio theater that yes. is very very contemporary and it's doing very very well yes views and audience you know reception and stuff like that so i think i think we're doing well and especially with our announcement of the 2023 season we're definitely pushing more towards you know, um, more contemporary, right. fun things while also keeping to the Shaw mandate. And the season was just announced for 2023. Can you tell our viewers what's happening in 2023? What's going on? What are the musicals? What are the plays? Okay, well, there's a lot, but... <laughs> well, you can remember. <laughs> um, yeah, so the big stage musical will be Gypsy. Amazing. You know, Stephen Sondheim. Everyone loves that. One of the greatest books in a musical ever. Um, We're also doing the Amen Corner by James Baldwin, which will also be on the festival stage, which will be featuring a gospel choir, which will be very fun. Um, We're also doing Prince Caspian, which I'm very excited about. We're bringing Narnia to Noddle, so that would be great. And we have a piece... um, I can't think of the name right now, but we have a piece being directed by Jackie Maxwell in the Jackie Maxwell Studio Theater. Very special. And yeah, it's very special to have that as well. Well, that's so and great. That's pretty much all I can remember right now, but there's <laughs> actually way more. <laughs> no, and I think anybody who is interested in the 2023 season, yep, they can go to, uh, oh, there it is. Here we go. Is this the, this is the upcoming 2023 season, Gypsy, Bly Spirit. Um, we're waiting for the Jackie Maxwell one, the Royal George, Prince Caspian, which is uh, a playoff Narnia, which would be great for children. Um, yes. There it is. There's a Shaw Village wooing, a shadow of a doubt. You guys have an awesome season coming up. And here's the Jackie Maxwell studio. Okay, so the Playboy of the Western World. Interesting. Yes. The Apple Cut, the Clearing. So many opportunities for people to go see live theater. Um, and Shaw Festival was my first live theater experience when I was very, very really? young. Yeah, I mean, growing up in Niagara, I spent a lot of summers at uh, 
at the Shaw Festival. So if you're watching this and you're looking forward to seeing some theater, you guys are doing Brigadoon. Oh my gosh, this is a stacked 2023. Yes, Brigadoon. Oh my gosh. Well, please support. Please support local artists like um, Nathaniel at Shaw Festival. And there's still time to go get tickets. Uh, for all of their shows in this season. I think you said they run till Thanksgiving weekend, right? Canadian Thanksgiving? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay, wee oui, wee, yes. oui, there it is. So thank you so much, Nathaniel. And one more question for you. Do you know what's next for you or what's going on? What, how would you like to be spending? I know you're taking some time, some time off. You've been very busy. You just came from Calgary doing Soul of Motown and you're just yes. always booked. You're never free because everybody wants to snatch you up because you're so talented but what's what's next for you can you say or is it a surprise um well right now it's you know in limbo i'm like do i want to take some time off or do i want to you know do another gig now my mom is very for me taking some time off so we'll see we'll see she wants her baby to come home so Uh. i'm trying to decide still but you know work for us is always very very important so that's yeah. kind of where i'm at right now but take you know it. i'll let you know one day yeah <laughs> let me know i will be in next week actually to see uh some shows um i've heard hey. yeah i'm really excited and i'm sure i will see you this week at a winery for a drink so thank yes. you so much for coming on i know your schedule's so busy and thank you for giving us a sneak peek at shop festival of course it's nice seeing you oh my gosh it's so nice seeing you handsome see you later He's lovely. He's so talented. He is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life and so humble, which is so important in the industry because talent only gets you so far. Um, and, and so, 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 so lovely. So lovely. So go, go check out the Shaw Festival shows. There's lots of things to go see um, and everything is really, really, really terrific this Jess, year. Can you, uh, can you just expand on that? Because again, I mean, you talked to Nathaniel. The guy is so nice. You mentioned extremely talented. He just came from doing a Motown production. So yes. obviously this guy's like a double, triple, quadruple yes, thread. He, he can absolutely do it all. But the professionalism of the industry, you've been around the block a lot. How yes. many people have you run into that are extremely talented, but aren't personable or don't have the professionalism and find their career stagnated because of it. Oh my gosh, you know what? You can be the most talented, talented person in the world, but if you have a bad attitude or you are just not a nice person to work with, people are not gonna hire you, right? Directors, choreographers, production managers, like they all wanna work with people that they can also be friends with. So if you're going into a room and you have crazy demands or a bad attitude or you're very arrogant it's going to get you nowhere and it's people like Nathaniel who are so kind and so humble and so talented truly triple threat personality that goes so far because you don't want to work with somebody that has a bad attitude and I won't do it I've done it for years and now I'm like no thank you on to the next nice person <laughs> it's, uh, it's the one thing I always say about celebrities and I, I honestly think this to be true is for the most part um, if you are a celebrity or somebody's a celebrity out there, enough people get asked about you. Oh, my gosh, and yes. If, if you notice that there's a celebrity out there, and let's say they've been out there for five or ten years, and you never recall somebody saying something nice about them, they're a total a-hole. Yep. Because totally. people won't go out of their way to say that this person's a narcissist or this person's an a-hole no, or what not. have you. But it's very easy to say nice things about people. Yes. And if you find that nobody's ever really said anything nice about that person. Red flag. For example, Kevin Spacey. And it took so many years. And for years, you're like, Kevin Spacey, no, he's a total D. Yeah. I'm like, why? Well, think about it. You ever heard anybody say anything nice about so-and-so? So mm-hmm. think about that in your life. If there's an athlete or somebody you've never met and wondered, I wonder if they're nice. 
have you ever heard somebody else say nice things about them? Yes. And if you haven't, it's a pretty good indicator. Yeah, and word travels fast in the industry, regardless if you're a celebrity with 10 million followers or you're an upcoming local artist with 100 followers. Like, people talk and people, word travels fast. So just be humble. Do your work. Work hard. Um, I think we're going we're gonna to talk about some things going on in uh, the community coming up this weekend. So as you guys know, it's Labor Day weekend, so lots of things happening um, all around the region. Very exciting things. So no short shortenings of things to do this weekend. I believe we have the Greek festival coming up this weekend. I love Greek food and I love the Greek festival. I think we have a video here to show you guys. I made this cute little nice, video. Came as quick as he called. It's not good. Not good. What? I, I'm telling you, it's not good. What's going on? Just keep saying. Just keep saying, man, man. Greek uh, festival. Uh, Who? What are you talking about? We're telling them it's Friday. It's starting Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The festival. The festival. It's this weekend, and we it's can't get good. rid of him. He's in there. Good. We He's put him in there. He's in there. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them it's Friday. It starts Friday. This Friday. Brent, what are you doing? Never bring festival. Just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Can't wait. Gotta have baklava. Gotta have lamb. Love lamb. Brent, Love it's lamb. Wednesday. What are you doing? Can't start soon enough. It's minus twenty. Mmm. They look like they're having so much fun. See you this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get Greek with us. Yes. Right. See you, ready. Greek festival. Greek festival, guys, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What an awesome way to uh, finish Labor Day weekend. That's going to be amazing. I wish I was home for the Greek festival. I uh, haven't had a euro since I was in Athens in May, and I'm craving one now. So thanks, Kevin, for uh, reminding me. There it is. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Free admission. We love that. And look at those. Oh, I'm hungry now watching this. And there's live entertainment. Um, I won't be there. I don't play Greek music, but I wish I did because this looks like a party. Really, really family-friendly, uh, fun time, Opal Club entertainment. Entertainment sounds great. All right, perfect. We also uh, we also have the St. Catharines downtown block party happening this weekend. I have tons of musician friends that are playing the uh, downtown St. Catharines block party, which will be taking place just around the corner, I believe, and uh, I've seen tons of promotion for that. So if you're looking to go listen to some live music, party a little bit, I know there's some great musicians playing uh, playing that event. Here we go, the Downtown St. Catharines Block Party. Oh okay, my gosh, it looks like there's going to be, I think, three different stages here. Wow, and it's Very free. Cool. Okay, yeah, so who do we have? You oh my probably, gosh. You probably know all these people. I do know all of these people. Wonderful, wonderful bands. Lots of cool, like alternative funk, rock music. I see Years of the Modern and Gin on there, two of my favorite bands. Everybody on this lineup is absolutely now, I just got uh, recently introduced to Gin. Uh, the band rocks, and that singer's got something. Nicole is the most talented. Have you ever seen her play guitar? She's no. sponsored by a bunch of. She has like over like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. She's like been sponsored by all of these like guitar companies and she is so talented. So if you guys can make it out, definitely don't miss an opportunity to see Jen because they're already playing the Toronto circuit and I foresee in the next two or three years, they're just absolutely gonna blow up. So just to clear, I mean, this looks like it's a one day festival, right? It, this, oh, is it? Oh yeah, Saturday, yeah, I, I September guess so. 3rd. It's just Saturday where the Greek festival runs right through the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think yes. even into Monday. Yeah, I think it's just uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. 
but uh, grab some Greek food and then go to the block party and then go back to the Greek festival. Yeah, so you're wow. on the James Street stage? Yeah, lots of lots of stages to go see music. Really something for everyone, it looks like. And you know what? Look, you're absolutely right, Jess. You're paying more attention than I am. Not just a pretty face up here, Kevin. <laughs> I got it. Which is rare. I usually don't remember anything. I had to ask Kevin about seven times what time he needed me here today. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, some DJs too. This is great. So make sure you guys check out the Downtown St. Catharines block party. Um, and that being said, Labor Day weekend means that the kids are going back to school on Tuesday. So uh, watch for buses, watch for children crossing the street, drive a little slower. If you need to make it to work that day, leave a little earlier because you're probably going to be stuck behind some buses. And for a lot of these kids, it's probably their first day back in in-person classes. So just have patience when you're on the road or when you're dealing with kids in your neighborhood. It's nerve-wracking for them, but it's also very nerve-wracking for parents who are sending their kids um, off to school. And I believe, yes, NRP had posted about uh, the pedestrian crosswalks. Um, don't pass buses if there's somebody getting on it. Um, and just be weary of school crossing guards. Look at that. You can be fined up to $1,000 if you don't listen to these rules. And $1,000 could get you probably 250 oh, Cosmopolitans. Sorry, going too fast on you there. That's okay. No, it's okay. Um, but just be weary of kids crossing the road. Um, parking or stopping is prohibited in areas such as school zones. We've been kind of used to parking wherever we want because schools haven't been in session, but just make sure you're not parking where kids are getting on or off. I can't believe kids are going back to school already. Like, where did summer go? I know, that's what everybody's saying. I've got the uh, seven oh and eight-year-old. i got Ayla and Alex at home that'll be returning oh for grade two and grade four. Goes to, it would be a Dizium and Catium. NA because they go to a, a school that parles en français. Ah, um, look at that. So they'll be going there. They'll be going there on Tuesday. But these these are all really good reminders. I want to ask you something about this. I actually thought about doing like a clandestine video, because for whatever reason, I don't think it's a St. Catharines issue. I think it's an Ontario issue. Maybe it's a Niagara issue. Crosswalks. Have you noticed that people in St. Catharines pay zero attention to crosswalks? Yeah, people everywhere kind of pay zero attention, but especially St. Catharines. But it's not true because if you go to Vancouver. If your toe is even close to the edge of the curb at a crosswalk, traffic will like screech on their brakes. Actually, the East Coast was the same way. Like That's people what would I was stop for us to walk across the road that there wasn't even a crosswalk. And then you know you go to Toronto and you almost get hit by TTC. It's very but different. But why in a, I'll say a relatively small town like St. Catharines, and I think yeah. it's pervasive across Niagara. Do we not stop? My parents taught me that when you go to a crosswalk, all you have to do is stand at the edge of the road and point. Yep. Said so if you point, the traffic will stop. And huh. here, I've sat, because I stop for people, if I see them edging towards a crosswalk, and it's a marked crosswalk, I stop. Yep. And I sit there and watch car after car after car going the other way, just oblivious to what's going on. And I don't know why we're so rude. When did that leave society? Because we go other places. said, you go Vancouver, you go to the Maritimes, and yep. people are stopping on a dime to let yep. you cross the road. But here in St. Catharines, it's like, no, cross at your own risk. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's It's especially now that there hasn't been a lot of people on the road i think because people have been inside the people just like forget that pedestrians exist um but just be extra careful coming up i have no idea maybe the crosswalks need to be sparkly and pink that's what i would do if i was mayor i would make the crosswalks sparkly and pink 
and then everybody would stop. I think we just need to be better. Uh, Hugh, <laughs> Jess, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you uh, talk a little bit about uh, performance on points and lead us into our next guest. Yes. Okay, guys, Tanya Hagenberg is absolutely amazing. She is a performer, actor, director, and she's a vocal coach at Performance on Point, which is a wonderful, wonderful um, program that I will let her talk about. Um, she also is an agent at Pop Talent, owns that agency, and she's also worked for countless, there she is, look at gorgeous, worked for countless, uh, countless companies, lots of cruise lines, and I'm choking because I'm getting so excited. It's probably one of the most busiest people in the Niagara region. So Tanya, thank you for coming. I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I'm, I'm choking on my own spit. So this is Tanya, everyone. Get that Cosmo, get that Cosmo. I know. How are you? Thank you for making time. I know you're so busy and your hair looks lovely. Thanks. I did say I was going to, you know, do it up for you. So. Do a little wash. I love it. And you're wearing your uh, Performance on Point shirt, I see some swag. There it is. Okay, so Tanya, tell our viewers who you are, what you do, how you got started, and uh, I will ask questions as we go. All right. Um, well, I'm Tanya Hagenberg, or Hagenberg, as just wrote me this morning. How do I say it? <laughs> Both ways kind of work. Said, yeah. Um, uh, of course, I know Jess uh, through working in theater. Um, we did a production of Beauty and the Beast a while back. And, um, and so, yeah, I've worked as a performer since, uh, for a while, I guess since I was 18. Um, and then upon graduating from Sheridan for Music Theater, went on to work in theaters across Canada and then did a few stints on the ships, came back home. And uh, I, I was trying to, what's the last thing I did in Toronto? Evil Dead the Musical. And then went back out on the ships and worked for Princess Cruises for a number of years. Um, and then came back home and decided to come back home, not to Toronto, but to where I was born and raised in St. Catharines and kind of went, now what? Because um, I didn't really want to travel anymore. After that many years of travel proper yes. away, and I was stationed in Los Angeles for a couple of years as well, that I was like, I wanted to be home with my family. Um, so yeah, it made it a little bit like, what do I do now? I knew the only thing I knew how to do was theater. And thankfully there were still opportunities for me to do that without huge travel. And, um, and then I also had a, a very, um, uh, two years after being home, I lost my brother um, who had passed away. And that really made it like I was staying home. I was staying close, close to fam. And so my agent called me and asked if I wanted to do a production of Little Mermaid. And she said, I think you're going to have a blast up there playing Ursula. And she was right. I had a blast. But I was able to meet a number of young performers here in Niagara. And I had a few parents ask if I would be willing to coach. And so I thought, well, I guess, I, yeah, I have something to offer. And I love working with kids. And um, so, yeah, that's how Performance on Point started. I started with like five students that the parents had asked me about. And by the end of that year, I was at like 25. And now I have over 45 students. So, Ooh. yeah, one-on-one -on -one coaching program. So I don't do big group things. Um, I Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think, could I do it? I was like, I'm not sure if I could do big groups. But one one on one, I I love it. I um, I get. I can truly say I have as much joy when I get to be up on the stage doing what I love, as I do when I get to watch a student break the barriers, jump into the world, and take the room into into the world they're in, and telling their story and sharing their voice. Um, yeah, so that's how that came to be. Uh, <laughs> as far as performance on point, the long short of that, and it's true. It keeps me very busy. 
um, heading into the school the school year next week. Uh, yeah, it's a very busy schedule, and yes. I can't wait. Uh, the summer's still been great. We had lots of people still taking lessons through the summer, but yeah, starting next week, we we dive right in. So every day I'm teaching. I love awesome. that. You are a busy lady. I don't know how you do it. I know uh, you have some help, but for the most part, you've kind of done it basically up until now by yourself, which is insane to me. I don't know. You must drink like a million cups of coffee a day. I have no idea how you do it. Yeah. And I have a lot of highlighters in my daytimer. I still have uh, the old school daytimer. Like I have to have a paper. So like say coming into this month, yeah. I have the like printed out calendar that I printed out, fill that in. And I, I sit it. with my paper calendar. Then it sits with, I get that into my phone. Yeah, and I stay very like, my highlighter says like, what's a gig? What's a, an appointment? Where all the coaching and- I love it. It's, uh, yeah, because I'm lucky enough to still be gigging as well, so. Yes, okay, so I'm going to dissect everything you just said, because you're, like I said, you. so Tanya does everything. She's what we call triple threat, which is acting, singing, dancing. She's wonderful at all of the above. Um, okay, so let's just briefly touch on cruise ships because people always have questions about cruise ships. So, like, can you kind of tell us how your time was spent on, like, princess cruises per se? Like, where did you go? Where was your favorite place you visited? What was your favorite show? How was it the, sleeping on a cruise ship? Right. The only place I didn't hit was Australia and Asia. Lucky enough, my wow. husband is still, he, he's a chief engineer on yes. ships, so I can still cruise with him. But, um, so that's the only place that I, I miss. But yeah, I got to travel the world from Antarctica, South America, uh, Northern and Southern Europe. Wow. Um, of course, all the Caribbean stuff, we both sides, the East and West. And um, it was a really wonderful experience. When I finished Evil Dead, I sat there and thought, well, the auditions were starting to happen for uh, the summer stock season and things like that. And I just was like, I just want to travel. I think also because we were in the winter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to go back and travel. So when the opportunity came to work with Princess, Princess was amazing um, that you were a guest entertainer. So I was a passenger if I wasn't on that stage. Wow. Oh, so it was a cool. really incredible gig. Yeah, it was the best the, job awesome ever. Gig. Yeah, it really was. And then you could, yeah, every port you could go out and as long as you were ready for showtime, then we were great and showed, the shows there were fantastic. Um, they're only 45 minute long, the shows oh there. Oh my gosh. Uh, two, two of those in the evening. Um, and they're just repeated, of course, they do two seatings. Um, and then in my last two contracts that I did, I was lucky enough um, to be asked to be part of the teams that they would build the shows on. So we would work directly with the directors and choreographers. We were based in Los Angeles for six months to, wow. to build state shows. And then we would take them out on these brand new inaugural voyages with the ships. So that was really fantastic to be part of that. Cause I think one of the things that I missed the most was that because these shows had been really established as to and built, when we would go into rehearsal, it was very much, they kind of wanted them done how the original person did them right. so that was something that i had voiced to my boss there and i said i would love to be part of actually the creative process to build it i was like i'd really missed having that um being part of that creative and creation that we um we as in theater here at home get to do all the time with the new director coming in and you know it can still be the same show gypsy can be gypsy but it's going to be coming right coming in with exactly ideas with every yes. director and choreographer you work with. So I really miss that and I was so thankful that they gave me that opportunity. Um, that's incredible, Tanya. I just feel like I'm watching, I don't know if you can see the visuals, but I'm watching you dance while you're talking. I don't think you can see it, but we have your a beautiful reel of you doing your thing up right now. 
You look great. <laughs> look at you putting you look at your legs. They're going on for days, girl. Damn. Okay. Yeah. No, you look phenomenal. I think this is on a ship. It looks like it's on a ship. There's a uh, Statue of Liberty behind you and you're living your best life and you're doing All your right. thing. And you look, yeah, you look amazing. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit, we won't touch on it a lot, but so you do performance on point. Tell us a little bit of performance on point and then also tell us about some success that you've had with um, some kids that you work with. Because I know all of your kids oh. are booking stuff like crazy. Yeah, um, I am. Like I said, I'm super blessed to do what I do every day because those kids just rock. And again, not all of them are, are young. Uh, my youngest is a, age eight, I think is the youngest that I coach, um, all the way up to mid forties. Awesome. Um, so, and I always just say for the younger ones, again, I coach, I'm very much like, I coach like you're in your first year at college for music theater. Yeah. So you break things down. So yeah, my eight, the eight-year-olds that I coach are super focused. So it's not for every eight-year-old for sure, but the ones that I do have, I, they're just, yeah, they go home and do the work and come back and are prepped and it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I, uh, what do I do? I was like, what does performance on point do? We spend an hour together every week, every other week, or when somebody needs it and prep for an audition. Mm -hmm. um, vocal tech is a huge part of it. Vocal yep. technique, scales, and then what we also do is spend a lot of time breaking down what a song is, whether that's pop rock, whether that's music theater, whatever, whatever they want to work on, breaking down what that lyric means, breaking down as an actor, whole lot of monologuing. Nobody <laughs> loves doing it, especially when it's stuck in their head. Uh, but we really break it down as an actor because that is where the magic lies. I was like, the technique is there. I was like, we spend that time working on vocal tech, but the magic truly lies in telling that story. And that's where I feel like, I see a lot of success with my students going into auditions. I, I don't focus on competitions. I didn't do competitions in theater because I didn't get into theater until later yep. in my years. Um, my focus is truly teaching people how to go in and get the job. So um, when Gypsy, before COVID was happening at the Shaw Festival, there was eight positions for uh, the young company and six of them were my students. Incredible, and that's incredible, incredible. I think people don't realize how big of a feat that is, but, but Shaw Festival is quite literally seeing hundreds and hundreds of kids for these slots. So the fact that you secured six out of eight, it's kind of a flex. It's kind of a flex for <laughs> bragging rights for sure. Um, that's that's I'm really very impressive. very proud of them. They went in there and did the work, right? They took the guidance and, and the help that I could offer them to go in there and feel confident and, and book the job. And so a number of the parents had said like, Tanya, you need to open up an agency. And that's always been something that's like, Ooh, I want to because I want to offer opportunities beyond what we have here in Niagara. Um, and awesome that we have the shop because that's amazing because they do want to be working with Niagara-based. Right. Um, yes, of course. Um, but I was like, I knew that a number of them were ready for the Toronto industry. And um, so one of the things that I did decide to open the agency, I do keep it very small. It's definitely a boutique agency. Um, and the nice thing is, for the most part, it's people who aren't based downtown Toronto that I represent. I represent beyond Niagara, but a lot of them, I come, come at it in a boutique and smaller agency way. So that also I feel like it can be really intimidating to be with the big agencies in yes. Toronto. Yes. And I feel like I'm able to have a great relationship with them, the, the clients that I represent. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of them very well. And, um, and again, as a coach, it's one of those things, like I, I actually am bringing somebody on um, to help me with performance on point for on-camera coaching that is Niagara-based, but I'm gonna save those details for later. Yes, of course. Um, 
somebody particularly, I was like, I do coach on on camera, but I, I my focus is very much in music theater. So yes. theater. So, um, so yeah. So the agency is Pop Talent Management, but again, I keep that super super small. We've had yep. a ton of success. Voiceover world. I mean, it's just been awesome. We've got somebody playing Thomas the Train. We've got Thomas. We've got Diesel. We've got Carly. We've got Kana. We've got in one of the one of the seasons. It's like a third of the cast was pop talent man. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. And then we've had some people working with Peacock Kids. Uh, a couple people doing Netflix films. Um, and yeah, so it's like, again, it's a new adventure for me. I mean, I've been doing it for a year, but it still feels new because it is a new adventure. Um, that's constantly, there's always something to, to be learning and growing and understanding mm-hmm. more. Cause I was like, again, coming at it as a performer, I know how to go in the room. Um, so typically I would be like my agent was like, yeah, you deal with the contract. Whereas now I'm dealing with the contracts. So, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love what you said about boutique agencies because I've I've been with a couple agencies and I'm with a bo- boutique-ish growing now, um, but the larger agencies you really do get so drowned in the roster and I love especially for children and parents who are like oh my god I have this kid doing this and like how does this navigate like it really does need to be a boutique and in like intimate relationship with the agent so I love that you're doing that and I love that you're doing it in the Niagara region we were talking about earlier like is it possible for people in the arts to stay in Niagara and work and I was like it's very possible and it's possible because we have people like you Tanya who have agencies or have performance on point who are helping kids who then grow into adults who then stay in the industry and are local and etc 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 so if somebody wants to take lessons from you if somebody wants to be coached by you how do they do that? You can just reach me at performance. I do have a website, but to be honest, it's easier to just eat. It's like yeah. just perform on point at gmail.com. There it is. Um, and you can, yeah, just so keep it easy. Performance on point, all one word at gmail.com Love it. or through Instagram, Tenya. And so also just for my name, it's T E N J A. So when you're looking, if you're looking on Instagram, then that way you can contact me through Tenya that way. Yes. T-E-N-J-A, Hagen or Performance on Point. Um, Yeah, and so... Perfect. Sometimes I'm super good at social media, and sometimes I'm always good for messages, but I was like sometimes, like this morning, being here, I was like, okay, I haven't really talked social media. And we did um, a student showcase uh, in June, and I hadn't yet, like I've been away throughout the summer and whatnot, hadn't said what we raised with that event. And so I finally was like, okay, we got to get that post out today. I was like, I'm so bad. But that's, that's something also I would like to share is the student showcases because we mm-hmm. um, do uh, one every year. We've been doing them at the Greg Freeland yes. Theater in Niagara Falls. And we donate 100% of the seat and raffle sales to the Canadian Mental Health Association. And so with this one that we just had in June, we our grand total is now over 20000 that we've wow. raised. Good for you. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, good for you. That's incredible. Yeah, so I mean, if you're a viewer and you're looking to get involved somehow, I know we have 10, you can't see it, but we have your name. It's very bold and big. And we have your little <laughs> Facebook page up on the left. I love the comment you made about social media because when Tanya and I did Beauty and the Beast together, there would be moments of like, hey, Jess, am I doing this on Instagram, right? Like, what is this? Like, how do I post this? And I love it. You've come such a long way. I'm so oh. proud of you. <laughs> I got like, I've got to hang a Canva now, but like, I was like, I'm still awful. And it still takes me like 45 minutes to do a post. Cause I get like, am I doing it right? Is it going to go right? I love and it. And even today I tried to do a story saying I'm going live with Jess Wilson, put it on there, but I didn't take myself. So yeah. I couldn't share it on my own. I was like, Ugh. So yeah, I, I saw you posted it. it twice and I was like, Tanya's here. Tanya's arrived. She's here. <laughs> 
And I love Monday. it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule. Uh, I know today's like your only day off ever and like you have one day off a year and this is it. So thank you for coming on and talking. And I think you're going to have a lot of people interested in what you do because you're phenomenal and kind and gorgeous and awesome. And I see your dog in the back just chilling. Oh, yeah, that's co-director. That's Hutch. We yeah. have three of them now. So we've got co-director, co-co-director, and co-co-co-director. <laughs> Hutch is just chilling. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. I appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure I will see you uh, maybe even this afternoon. I will see you very soon. <laughs> have a great one. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Tanya. She's the best. I love her. She's so fun, and she's really the person you want to know if you're trying to get involved in the Niger theater scene but also just like if you have children wanting to get involved in the Niagara theater scene like Tanya is the person to know and she's lovely as you can see she has the most infectious yeah, smile. I'm so happy that you uh, that you came in to host this show today Jess because I think without you I would never meet people like Tanya that well. are doing incredible things I mean my parents have gone on every single cruise ever and I've been on a few and the talent there is incredible mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't know that you know what the, the gorgeous woman you see up there that's a singer the triple threat the quadruple threat she's, she's from St. Catharines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have so much talent here. So so thank you so much for introducing me and everybody else to Tanya. That's so yeah. cool. Tanya's great. We love Tanya. She's so wonderful, and I'm so glad I got her on because I honestly thought she was going to be so busy, and we secured her for the interview, so it's great. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, I think we got some, some news coming up. Yeah, let's start with, with the cute one. Okay, this is my favorite piece of news I've ever seen in my life. A bunch of chicks, 2,400 chicks, actually, um, <laughs> onto the highway, the QEW, Toronto bound. And look at all of these little chicks. Just This is kind of my dream to be in a field of little baby chicks. Like, not that I want them to fall out of a truck, obviously, but like, that is so cute. It's like an Easter egg hunt, but instead of Easter eggs, it's chicks. And there's so many of them. And this is just like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, come on. Is there a close, there's a picture, a close up of one of them, I think too. Oh my gosh, look how fluffy they are. Come on. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen. You would have taken one home. I would have taken five home. I would have had a farm. They're probably so confused. They're like, what's going on? That is adorable. And I'm pretty sure they all got out safe. So uh, thank goodness for that. That is just such a fun piece of news. I mean, oh my these people got stories for weeks, eh? I know. I hope they all got to take a chick home as a thank you. I don't know how big of a rush I would have to be in to not stop. I know, right? Like, like I mean, we've all had those times where I'm late and I got to get to this thing, but chicks? Chicks? This is so cute. They're just so small and fluffy. That could have been you, Jess. I know. Where was I? I'm always QEW Toronto bound. That I, woman there, she still has a smile on her face today. She probably does. It kind of looks like me. Same hair color, too. Um, I wish that was me. Okay, so we started with the good news. Now we're going to move on to, uh, there was an accident. Here it is. Um, somebody slammed into the St. Paul Street West Bridge, which I was saying to Kevin earlier, I can't really judge because I can barely parallel park. Um, but there it is. Wow. This is the one I always call it the, uh, the Dukes of Hazard Bridge. Because it seems that you could catch air if you go fast enough. Do a lot of people crash into this? I don't know. I mean, in the comments, people seem to indicate that, yeah, it's happened before. But I don't know how it... Maybe there's just no stop sign or no light. Oh, my gosh. There's done nothing. But how do you... I mean, this guy, like, split the uprights. Yeah, that's a... Your car is going right to the junkyard after that. Oh, my gosh. I hope everybody's okay. 
I'm sure if there's pictures, everybody is fine, but that is just insane. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you missed it by a long shot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bad driver, but I'm not that bad. That's, that's pretty rough. Have you been in accidents, Jess? Um, I've never been in an accident, but one time I was pulled over because my sticker was expired and I didn't know I had to get new stickers. I was 16. I'm 26 now and I haven't been in an accident since, knock on wood, which is kind of good. I do a lot of highway driving. Um, got my oil changed yesterday because I'm a very responsible driver, but I would never do that. That is... It's a lot to handle. It's like a, out of a movie. It is Dukes of Hazard. You're so right. You know what I think? This was Tuesday. Remember, it really poured on Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It, was. it rained like all day. Yeah, yeah. My gig was canceled, actually. And yeah. the roads. The roads look a little wet. Maybe slippery. Is there a stop sign there? No, No, way. there's nothing. This is the, mm. the bridge. It's real short. I think it's slated to um, to be renovated along with when mm. they uh, when they, there's going to be a housing development, I think, that's proposed for kind of across Ridley and uh, some rejigging okay. of the roads. Right. And in all of that, I think they're going to replace this bridge, but it goes over the uh, the railway. And yeah, it's a, sh it's a steep incline and a steep decline. So if you got a pickup truck and, you know, you're, you're driving above the speed limit, you might get some air. But this well, guy here <laughs> didn't clear. No. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope everybody's okay. And I hope that it doesn't happen again. Obviously, people are commenting saying that it happens a lot. Then maybe there needs to be something there. Wow. Um, I think we also, we had a, we have a lost wallet. We had a lost wallet uh, oh, yeah, with $300 in it. We have to put him up, Kevin, because he's the cutest little old man I've ever seen in my life. And I really want him to find his wallet. Oh my God. Look at him. Okay. So uh, Thomas lost his wallet at the Food Basics on Thorold Road in Welland. That is big Food Basics. And also may I add the worst parking lot in the world. So bad, like the worst. I'm trying to remember on Thorold, the Food Basics. It's like right beside, I think there's a Rexall there. It's right by Centennial. Yeah, okay. It's a horrible parking lot. Oh yeah, that one, yeah, that's it's awful. Awful. Yeah, it's like awful. A, you never know what's gonna happen. It's, I feel like things are coming at me from all angles and I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Um, is, is it worse than the uh, the Camisos in Niagara Falls no. on Thoroughstone? I think, that's, I think is, that's the worst. Nothing is worse except maybe the Fifth Street Plaza in Welland, but the Camisos parking lot is awful. The one in Niagara Falls there? Yes, yes, yeah. So Just bad. Where, yeah, where the Canadian t or where the, the McDonald's is and the Tim Hortons. Yep. It's brutal. Awful. Yeah, it's dangerous. Fighting for my life in that parking lot always. But there's $300 in the wallet and gift cards that he got for his birthday but most importantly i believe his birth certificate was also in there so like money can be replaced i mean it sucks but like a birth certificate especially you know that's that's really hard to uh to go about so if anybody has found this wallet be a good person and return it and if you it know this looks like everybody's grandpa i know look how cute he is i love his little mustache oh my god well, uh, yeah, so Thomas, if you're watching this i i think you're a great human and melanie you too oh my gosh He's so sad. Somebody get this man his wallet. I can't handle that. That's so sad. But anyways, keep your eyes out. Yeah, you know what, Jess? I'm going to keep us on track here, and let's just take some time out to thank our sponsors. Yes. Beginning with the Carlo and the gang at Performance Heating and Air. Yes. So we have our sponsors to thank Performance Heating and Air. We also have Verge Insurance Group, Fueling Niagara, and, of course, Gail's Gas Bar. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Oh, sorry. Did I go too fast? Yeah, it went a little quick. <laughs> just got to flower up. So, you know, Verge Insurance for all your insurance needs. Go Verge see them. They're right on Ontario Street. Insurance. And then we have uh, Feeling Niagara, which is we got Gales. one of our sponsors. We have Gales. So, one cool thing about Gales, a couple cool things that we've learned about Gales, and I'll inform you here, Jessica. You know what? Let me uh, I'll throw myself on the screen so it's not just some 
This is yeah. all you, Kevin. So Gales, uh, a couple things. One, they are Ontario's only living wage employer in the petroleum industry. No way. And okay, we a, love Gales for that. Yeah, it's a local Niagara company. So when you see those guys, you know, working at the working at the Bob's Fast and Fresh Convenience, you see them pumping your gas, they're getting a good wage. And it's substantially more than the other big conglomerates, even though you would think the conglomerates probably have deeper pockets. Yeah. But Gales goes out of their way to make sure that they're a Niagara company and they care about the people that work for them and all that money stays right here in Niagara. It's awesome. And you know what? Now that I know that, I don't mind paying an extra couple cents for a liter of gas. That's great. I had no idea. Good for them. And Good one on of the other things is, uh, and we, we did an interview probably about eight, ten months ago, is Gales went out of their way and they became one of the very first um, rainbow registered businesses. And there's a new, I don't know if it's an Ontario or a Canadian Chamber of Commerce, specifically for LGBTQ2 mm-hmm. plus communities. Mm-hmm. And businesses can spend a little money and go through a bit of a, uh, an administrative process to have themselves rainbow registered. So you know that when you go to a Gales gas bar, that you are going to be welcome no matter your race, no matter your gender, no matter your identity. It does not matter. I love that. Which and everywhere should be like that. And you but know what? They stick to that too, Jess. There was times where there was, there was a guy working at one of the bombs fast and fresh. And we played video of it. We made a whole big deal out of it because it is a big deal. They went out of their way to post the video and say, our employee um, was attacked using homophobic slurs. And all he was doing was work at his job at the convenience store. And they had videos that said, look, these two jerks came in here. They used the cash machine. And I think they even like picked up like um, packages of peanuts or gummies and threw them at the guy. And like, what is that about? I hate that. Right? What is, and, and we talk about um, in Niagara about us having to be better. Last week on the show, we highlighted um, and we put a little post out there about how many people in Niagara with accessible parking passes. I saw this. Yeah, it's yes, I saw this. And then you saw all the comments on the other posts. And we just need to be better, Niagara. And that's, yeah. that's why we share them. Because it's up to each and every one of us. And I don't know about you, Jess. You said you're 26 years old. I'll tell you, I'm 45. And I've changed. I may not have changed much, right? People look at oh, you're still the same guy. But really, I've changed. I've changed since I was 26. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I share that with you to let people know that you can. Well, and that's what we're supposed to do as human beings. We can't be the same person we are our whole life. And if you have time to change or educate yourself or learn or grow, like that's literally what we're supposed to do. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to grow. Um, And again, don't just think that the thoughts and beliefs that are your foundation at 26 need to be your rock at 45. They don't. You can completely erode that and build yourself back up. Yeah. If you came from a household where... Um, ethnic or racial slurs were tolerated, it doesn't mean you have to tolerate it. It, it doesn't. Yeah. You, you just... And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, better point, yeah. Yeah, I, I think every town needs to improve. Everybody needs to improve. There's always room to in, uh, grow and expand and educate yourself. And there's no shame in that. It's actually a great thing to do. And uh, I love that they're a rainbow business. I absolutely love that. I had no idea. Living Wage and Rainbow, we love Gales. I'm getting to fill my tank before Toronto at Gales today. Thanks, gals. Make sure to do that. So we've got um, Lucas Spinoza coming up at the show. We're going to feature, I asked you because you're in the music scene here. We always wrap up the show featuring a music artist. And right away I said, who do you want to feature? And you mentioned this guy. Why Caleb Fast? Okay, so Caleb Fast is amazing. He is a uh, up-and-coming rap artist from Niagara. I actually, I'm very good friends with his older brother, Cole. And I've kind of grown up around the Fast family. They've been in my life for the last 10 years, and they are the most magnificent group of people you will ever meet in your life. And Caleb is like, 
extremely hardworking, messaging you know all of these artists and these venues to get shows and to get his music out there. And I've been there and I've been in that position and he's working really, really hard and I just feel like he deserves the time and he deserves the recognition. I have a real soft spot for musicians who are up and coming. Um, not that I'm necessarily a rapper, but I can connect in the sense where it's hard. It's hard, hard, hard to break into the Niagara music industry. It's really hard and can be clicky. And I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of everything that Caleb does and his family is just wonderful. So. You ever collab with a rapper? Um, my cousin Alan is a rapper and we did a Christmas song, California Christmas, a couple years ago, two years ago. Uh, and he did a feature on one of my songs and I had the best time. It was so great. Rapping is really hard. People don't think it's hard, but it's hard. Even if you look at musicals like Hamilton, it's like, how do you get all those words out? What's happening? Rapping yeah, is an art. It is poetry and it is hard. Yeah, when it is it's hard. Done, when it's done right. When it's done when right, it's it is right hard. Absolutely. And it, it, Caleb's it, it, doing it right. Sometimes I think, if you look, and I'm a big fan of rap and hip hop and listen, I mean, listen to all genres, but big fan of that and you're so right. If you were to write down the lyrics in a rap song, and put them next to a lyric in a country song, a rock song, almost any other genre, the rap song probably has three or four times as many words in it. Oh, 100%. Like, it's... 100%. It's such a list, and it's so difficult yeah. um, when it's done right. Yes. You know, and unfortunately, critics uh, generally go and use when it's done wrong as their examples. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, I can say Caleb, Caleb is doing a great job, and... Uh, yeah, just really, really fantastic. So we're still waiting on uh, on Lucas here, Lucas Spinoza, the owner of uh, Black, Black, Sheep Black Sheep Coffee, Coffee Roasters. Roasters. Uh, yes. and we're going to talk to him about a few things. You're also collabing with him musically, but um, what I do we, am. What do we want to talk about? Have we got some Good Samaritan stories? Is there anything that we still want to touch on here? We Jess? do. Yeah, I would actually let's take the, the opportunity to talk a little bit about TIFF coming up. Yes, let's Toronto do that. International Film Festival is coming up. Um, which is really exciting. Uh, if you were following me or know of me, you know that I go over here. Um, last year and this year I'm working alongside AIA Image Agency, which is owned by Frank R. Curry. Um, and basically we are covering the festival this year, which is really exciting. Um, yep, there they are pulled up. Uh, lots of really big names come to Toronto. Even last year there were big names, but this year they're kind of making up for the last two years. Um, really great Canadian filmmakers at TIFF this year as well. Um, some standouts. Mm -hmm. I know that, that that's me working at uh, a private party at TIFF last year. Look how professional I am with my little mask and my camera. Quite, quite, uh, quite professional there. But um, we we covered Joshua Jackson's uh, private party at Liquid Media Group, and um, it was a really good time. But this year we're we're covering some premieres and we're doing some private parties. Really great movies coming up. Steven Spielberg has a movie coming up there um, with Paul Dano and Seth Rogen called The Fablemans. It's already getting Oscar hype. Um, you also have, of course, uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin in Moving On. I'm going to go and get my 9 to 5 script signed, which I'm very excited about. And uh, you also have Olivia Coleman in Empire of Light. Daniel Radcliffe is coming. Uh, he's playing Weird Al Yankovic in the... Um, documentary that's being put on there. Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, Anthony Hopkins, Brendan Fraser, Russell Crowe, Zac Efron, Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Claire Foy, um, Kristen Chenoweth, Billy Eichner, Deborah Messing, Anya Taylor-Joy from Queen's Gambit, um, Florence Pugh, uh, Harry Styles, maybe, we'll see. 
Um, but all of these like really massive names coming to Toronto and it's great for the Canadian film industry. And um, if you're in Niagara and you want to watch the films, they do offer a digital pass which allows you to watch the movies at home, which is a really great way. We were talking earlier about accessibility and that's a great way. Now, what do you know about uh, the Weird Al biopic? I only got wind of this like yeah. this week because it's coming to TIFF. Do you know anything? I mean, I'm a huge Weird Al fan. I know. Well, I know that it's their Midnight Madness premiere this year. So it's that's their Midnight Madness they always give to a movie that gets a lot of hype. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, like Harry Potter, is playing Weird Al, which is interesting. I've seen the trailer and he looks a lot like him. Um, but Weird Al was on the production team for it. So I would imagine that he probably had some say in it. It actually looks really good. I think it's going to be really good. I noticed my kids watch a show that Weird Al does a voice in and he also sings oh, the really? theme song. Oh, what show is that? I can't remember. It's off the top of my head. I don't know. Oh, it's, um, oh gosh, Murphy's Law. Yes, yes, Milo yes, yes. Okay, yes. And I think yes. he plays Milo Murphy. And, you know, it's just coming from the other room, and I'd heard it so many times, and then one day it just clicked. I'm like, that's Weird Al. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, that's Weird Al, and yes. he's involved in this production. And we talked earlier in the show about, um, you know, about if you never hear people say nice things, think about Weird Al how long he's been around yes. and how long he's kept his nose clean. Yes. He's been in the spotlight, however big you want to shine a spotlight on Weird Al, for 30 or 40 years, and he's never done anything wrong. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're in the he's, spotlight for that long and nobody finds it. I mean, Weird Al's just, to me, top of the tops. And I didn't know that Weird Al also dated Madonna. Did you know this? Yeah, that came out. I, I saw that as a trivia. I, had no I idea. did not know that weird. I don't know how weird Al landed Madonna, but but they dated for a little bit, which I kind of love. Um, and I think all this stuff is going to come out in this biopic, and I'm really, really, really excited. I am planning on going to see the premiere, so um, I will let you know how it is. Yeah, please uh, report in. And you know what? When we're doing our show live next week, maybe we can set something up with you, do a live hit from TIFF or something like that. We will like see. That. We will see. We'll see in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we should do a follow up. I'll give you my film reviews. I'm very excited. All right, perfect. So. We have my good friend, Mr. Lucas Spinoza on today, which I am so excited about. As you see, uh, Black Sheep Coffee Roasters, formerly known as the Black Sheep Lounge. We're going to let him talk about the rebrand a little bit. There he is. Hey, Lucas. Um, Lucas and I are currently doing a duo together called After School. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Um, we are currently doing a duo together called After School, and uh, that's why I want to bring him on, because a lot of people don't know that Lucas and I are actually cousins, and Lucas is an extremely talented drummer and singer, and now we have this duo that we're going around and playing at festivals and events. We just played Ribfest before I left for the East Coast. We've been doing gigs back to back, and so I kind of wanted to bring him on to have him talk a little bit about that, and also Black Sheep Coffee Roasters, because I think there's a huge rebrand going on and I just want to kind of let you, you know, talk about it and let you do your thing. So hi, Lucas. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good. You're looking very handsome today, Lucas. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> What's going on over there? Are you coming at us from, from uh, your place right now? Yeah. So actually, I'm in my office right now. I was originally going to do this on my computer, but I'm like, you know, the camera quality is way better on an iPhone. So yeah, you look great. Crystal clear. Come on, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got my backlighting and everything. Yes, there it is. Yeah, you're glowing. I have two lights on me right now, and you're glowing more than I am. Oh my gosh, look at the quality over there. I was cutting grass for like two and a half hours. Were you? <laughs> Lucky you. You're a glass yep. cutting business now, eh? Okay, so uh, Lucas, tell us a little bit about what's going on at Black Sheep Coffee Roasters, formerly. Black Sheep Lounge, what's different, what's new, what's going on? Give us a lowdown. 
you know, I think we're having some freezing issues there. Yeah, I think we are too. Black Sheep Coffee Roasters. Which is too bad because you're bang on. He's looking good. Lucas is prepped. He's ready to go. He's so well lit. Okay. Yeah, oh. Lucas. So yeah, starting again. We're just having some freezing issues. Yeah, so anything sorry you about said, that. We, we missed. But uh, yeah, Jess, set it up. Okay, what's new about Black Sheep Coffee Roasters? How is that different from Black Sheep Lounge? And what's going on? Sure. Uh, easiest way to explain it is for the first five years Black Sheep was open, we were known as Black Sheep Lounge. Uh, main reason for that is when we open so much uh, a title like when you think bar and grill or cafe lounge really meant to hang out or, or just a place to, to chill right and so we had live music and all sorts of great live events um, we became a restaurant which was not a, a conscious choice it just kind of happened started with snacks and then it, it blew up into a restaurant uh, and then in I guess 2020 once COVID hit um, our business changed drastically everything became takeout which is not something that we focused on before um, and so after about six months into the pandemic, we decided we'll scrap the kitchen and focus full time on coffee. And at that time, we were coming up on our fifth anniversary and we wanted to um, have a rebrand visually, but we weren't really thinking about changing the name. Uh, but it wasn't until the, the coffee side of things, our roasting side of the business blew up that we thought, OK, maybe this is a good time to change lounge to coffee roasters, uh, which is what we did. And we just hit our seventh anniversary. So we've had the past two years or so um, roasting and shipping nationwide. And it's been a change, but working out really well for us, luckily. Amazing. Yeah, everywhere I go, I feel like I see your coffee beans down. I'm always like, that's Lucas. Look at him doing his thing. It's great. Um, and you've kind of rearranged uh, the place around a little bit, too. So if you you know are watching and haven't been in in a while, definitely go grab a cup of coffee and see what it looks like. You have a beautiful spot to sit outside, too. It's great. Yeah, and it's it's going to change again, which is really nice. So come January, we're moving our roaster out of the Welland location, and we're going to be putting it in a more of a farm warehouse kind of location. And then the Welland shop will be a full-blown cafe. Um, we're going to open up more seating, more, um, I guess, kind of ironically lounge style, so more benches and couches and things like that. We're bringing a stage back, and we can start focusing on live music again and we just started doing comedy, which has been fun too. Yes, yeah, yeah. So tell us about the comedy. Is there another event coming up anytime soon? Yeah, so the next one's September 18th. Um, we're thinking about doing it on the third Sunday of every month now. We have been doing it on the last Sunday of every month, but just scheduling and Love everything it. like that. There's a guy named Kelly Cry who started the Rose City Comedy Collective uh, here in Welland. And he's been doing a great job hosting events across mostly Welland, but other parts of the region as well now. And um, Fortunately, we, we do something cool here called Laughs and Lattes. It's an afternoon show, which is nice. It's a dry event, so there's no booze, but um, that makes that means you have to be a hell of a lot more funny. Yes, if you're oh, not 100%. funny and we're not drinking, it's you're not going to get a laugh. So that's yeah, so true. It's been a lot of fun. That's awesome, Lucas. Um, and I actually just have to mention, I went in and had a sneak preview of Lucas's fall menu. I had an iced pumpkin spice latte. I don't think that's available though yet, right? Not yet. Uh, it will be, I've, it will be, well, we were thinking about do, doing it today because it's September 1st, but I think we're going to launch it this weekend. So All right, you guys well, get the, the sneak preview here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sneak preview is a, oh, sorry. I, was that supposed to be surprised? Did I spoil that? Eh, it's fine. Okay. You well, can't really surprise people with pumpkin <laughs> spice and cafes. So. Well, I went in and I tried the iced pumpkin spice latte in it. I am a PSL queen. I love a pumpkin spice latte in it. It was one of the best pumpkin spice lattes. Not too sweet. It was just like natural pumpkin. It was so good. You use pumpkin puree in that, yeah. right? Yeah. 
so, pumpkin so, so puree, good. cloves. Oh, it's like fall in a cup. We have some image, uh, mm -hmm. images coming up. There's you putting up your new sign. I love your new logo, your black sheep cup. I'm obsessed with that. Thank you. Yeah, so that's, cute. That's uh, the design behind me. It's probably hard to see here, but that uh, that was one of our t-shirt designs about a year and a half ago. And in that design, uh, that mug logo you're talking about is in that. And I fell in love with that little piece. So I asked our artist if he could separate that and uh, make it its own image. And so it's kind of become our official logo, even though our thing is kind of having graphic designs now. So yeah. we have all sorts of different flash characters that, that we've been featuring too now. Yeah, it looks awesome. I love your rebranding. It's really hard for a big business, especially at your scale, to rebrand. So, like, good for you guys because I would probably lose my mind. And I mean, we're friends, so I see it on this side of the this side of the mm -hmm. table, I guess. But okay, so I have to ask, and I know, I know, I know already. I already know the answer to this, but I have to ask because people are going to ask. <laughs> Municipal elections are coming up. Yeah. Do you have any plans on doing anything with politics anytime soon, or are you just chilling and focusing on coffee? Uh, definitely not planning on running myself, but I have been active. There's many people at the municipal level that have uh, are either first time running or uh, running for the second or third time. And they've come to me asking kind of some advice because obviously when I did run the last time in 2018, it was a successful campaign and we did things that were, were different. And right. it's still valuable uh, for people to learn from that and myself included. So it's it's been interesting seeing how things have changed since since the pandemic, um, people just seem even less interested than normal. So trying to get people uh, aware or at least to care in the smallest uh, is not an easy task, but it's it's good. So long answer is no, I'm not I'm not running, but I'm still I'm still involved. All right. Well, uh, I had to ask. I know it's it's a question on everybody's minds, and I love that you had a chance to kind of come on and talk about the rebrand. Um, I want to talk. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about our duo because we're going to do some shameless plug right now. After school. After school. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Lucas and I have a duo together. It's new-ish, but in the last like year and a half, maybe. Um, yep. Lucas is a really good drummer, which we will get into. He'll kind of talk about his experience on the music uh, side of things. But our duo name is After School. It's named after the song Stacy's Mom. I'm not going to go into the story because um, it's kind of like a you had to be there kind of thing. But Lucas, tell our viewers, for those of them who don't know you, like you drum and you're really good. So like what's your music career? Like what, where'd you get started? What are you doing? What's going on? Well, thank you, first and foremost, for that. Um, I'm so used to you insulting me when there's no cameras on, so I this know. is new for me. I'm your boss. I have to be professional. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, um, so I've been drumming since I was 11 um, and really enjoyed doing it. I, I like to think that I never really wanted to pursue it professionally, but every time I say that in front of my dad, he corrects me and said, no, when you, when you were a teenager, you wanted to, and I think he was right, so... Um, before I opened the shop, I spent uh, two years playing semi-professionally and uh, played in, in the Bible Belt mostly in the States. So I had my P2 and spent a lot of time touring around Texas and Arkansas and things like that, which was a lot of fun. And that's really what made me decide I don't want to do this forever because I do love playing music. I love recording music, music even more. Um, I love playing on my own. I love playing with other people. Uh, but I definitely couldn't do the tour lifestyle. That was a little bit too much for me. I like, I'm, I'm too much of a prima donna. I need air conditioning and clean sheets. You know? <laughs> Why are you gigging with me then? Air conditioning and clean sheets, good lord. 
no, at least at least in the hotels. At yeah. least in the hotels. Um, yeah, and Lucas is really, really phenomenal. So if you have a chance to come see us, I don't think we're gigging. I'm looking at my calendar right now. Our next gig is uh, October 8th, Thanksgiving weekend at Casa Hugo in Crystal Beach from 8 p.m. to midnight. But if you have a chance to come see the duo, it's really spectacular. We work really well together. Um, I mean, we are blood related, but I mean, we are also great friends. And uh, I thought I was an extrovert, and then I met Lucas and found out I was not an extrovert. And Lucas is the most extroverted, fun person to play with. So thank you for coming on. I know you're very busy. Is there anything else you want to add before I uh, let you go? Um, no, not really, other than you're great also. And for anyone who's watching and hasn't checked out you, JessicaWilson.ca, yeah? Thanks. You're going to raise at your next gig for slipping that in. See? Of course. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Well, um, I will see you very soon. I think actually next time I see you will be your wedding. So I will see you at your wedding. Congratulations. That's right. Poor Thank Katie, you so much. But, but you're very lucky. <laughs> and, lucky uh, me. Lucky you. And uh, I will see you very soon, my dude. I have your ukulele. I'm going to give it back to you. Thank you, Jess. Thanks for having me on. Thank you and, for making uh, time. You know what? It's Kevin oh. behind the scenes. I didn't know that. Congratulations to uh, to you and your bride to be. That's really cool. I love it when people get married. Oh, so thank congratulations, you. guys. I hope all goes well. Yay! I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. I love Lucas. Awesome. He's great. He's uh, he's a great duo partner. Super reliable. Really talented. I love that he got to talk a little bit about his drumming career because he really has kind of done it and never really gets to talk about it because he's a coffee man now. I had no idea. Like, seriously, so you, you mean he looks the part, right? But I had no idea that he had a musical background. He I said, know. Oh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm like, and he's really you mean, good. Lucas Spinoza, former counselor, the black sheep coffee yeah. roasters guy, that guy who's also a musician. Man, so many talented people here. Lucas, I'm pretty sure Lucas also has perfect pitch. And what that means is when I play a key on the piano, he can tell me what key that is. So if I'm playing a B flat, but I just play the key, he can be like, that's in the key of this, or that's a B flat. And it's crazy. He can tell when my guitar is out of tune, what string exactly it is. And I have that a little bit, but nothing like Lucas has. He's very talented. Yeah, I know. Um, so this shot here that we see on screen, uh, this means that we've reached the end of the show. Oh, my gosh. I did it. I know. You did it, Jess. How did I do, guys? Did I do okay? Sase <laughs> incroyable. Uh, that was a home run. Do you think? Yeah, in industry speak, I've, I've given that a home run. Thanks. I feel good about it. I have my little Cosmo, my little laptop set up with everything here. Um, Looks like you need a refill, though. I know. Well, I got to drive, so I can't, but I do love a good Cosmo. You know what? The show's, the show's wrapping up, though, so we'll go talk to Mel behind the bar. Maybe you can get a Virgin Cosmo or something like that. A Virgin Cosmo. Love it. I'm there. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been great, and I hope that everybody enjoyed it. And thank you to Tenya and Nathaniel and Lucas for coming on. Like, three very busy people, and I hope that I get to do this again whenever, you know, Lee is busy because i know he's a very busy guy so uh i hope you guys enjoyed everything that was on the show yeah and let's set up um caleb fast is coming on to the yes. song do you have it down there um uh, yes caleb fast wish you were mine bye bye <laughs> see ya